Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, August 24th. And I'm like a hologram, a, a voice hologram. I'm appearing while I'm on vacation. Mark, how's our vacation going so far? Uh, I'm sure yours is going pretty damn good. Mine's uh, a little busy, but not too bad. When are you officially taking that week off? I honestly don't know. I don't know if I am. We'll just see how the schedule plays out. Oh, brother. I said to Mark well ahead of time, I said, here's what my schedule is. I'm going to take these two weeks off. I'm going to sort of work part-time-ish this week. Like I'm really, I'm going to try to really take this time off. You guys should book your vacation at the exact same time. Well, we did do that. I just don't know if I'll be off-off. We are going away. Well, why are, why can't you be off-off? I don't understand. Why do we do all this work in advance? Well, we recorded a lot of stuff in advance, but I still have to put it all together. We'll see. if I oh maybe, I'll, maybe I'll take like two or three days and just hammer everything out, but we'll see. You should really take some time. And, the and you know, you need a break from my horrible voice, which is really haunting to you after all this time. So that's what you really need. Anyway, this is the program that takes the mystery out of your financial life. We do that by answering your financial questions. And we encourage you to come on the air with us. Uh, the way you can do that is you go to our website, jillonmoney.com, and you hit the contact button. You ask your question, give us some details and say, I want to come on the air with you. And Mark does the rest, even if he's on vacation, evidently. Uh, so do that or just send us an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Now, because the folks at the the big house, we'll call it the uh, the corporate headquarters, are very controlling, this is how I have to do this thing called a tease. So you ready? We're going to talk to somebody in New York City about her financial situation after this. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Okay, you're back. It's Eye on Money. Uh, sarcastic Jill is back. And uh, how was that tease? I'm supposed to tell you a little bit more about the person. But what I can really tell you is Leah is on the line from New York City. Leah, is it as exciting to hear our voices as it is for us to hear your voice? This is a big day for me. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Meanwhile, Lee and I are basically talking like blocks away from each other, we just realized. So um, we'll talk restaurants after the fact. But tell us what is on your mind and how we can help you out. Sure. So um, I have a, a good problem, I think, which is that my husband and I are sitting on a lot of cash. We are investing every month. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But um, the problem is we just are not sure if and when we'll be in a position to buy. So I know that if we ever decide to buy, we don't want to put that money in the market. But mm. since we live in New York City, it's unclear if we'll ever actually be able to do that, in which case it's possible we should be more aggressive in our investments. So do you think you want to buy in New York City or do you think you want to buy in the suburbs? Um, as of right now, um, I am refusing to leave the city. So, <laughs> Oh, you hear that? That's Mark clapping <laughs> for you. Mark has a real thing. He's a very anti-suburb. 
He is. Uh, well, I, actually, grew, I, I grew up in the city, so my whole family is on the island of Manhattan. That's fantastic. So you're how old? I'm 37. And husband is? 33. Oh, nice. Well done. Thank you. you know, that's very good. <laughs> the, that's the way it's supposed to be, ladies and gentlemen, because those <laughs> guys get old and sick and die, and you need to have a little age difference. Okay. So um, you're both working? Yes. And how much do you guys earn together? So this is part of what's a little bit tricky. Um, so we both have full-time jobs and then a number of side jobs. Um, mm-hmm. So the side job income is a little bit unpredictable. Um, it took a hit during COVID. It looked like it was going to come back, but now it's Delta. It's a little bit unclear. But last year, um, I think our we came out at about 180. Okay, that's great. And so you're renting now. How much is your rent currently? Our rent, we, we lucked into a rent-stabilized apartment. Yeah. So um, yeah, so our rent is 3650 Okay. So let me just explain Only to everybody. Only in New York is that a good deal. I was just about to say, <laughs> I presume uh, it's a decent size because 3650 is not like zero. So that's what's more, this? That's, that's more than my mortgage. So it's a large two bedroom in a nice doorman building. We have our bedroom and then our daughter's bedroom is half, it's big enough that we divided a half into a bedroom and half into an office, a nice size living room and like a real kitchen. So Okay. So how old's the daughter? Um, she is about to be seven months. <gasps> you had a baby in COVID. I had a baby mm, in COVID. How was yeah. that? Was that all right? Was it scary? Um, you know, it was okay. I had She's our first, so we have nothing to compare it to. It sort of was helpful that um, not everyone just came invaded the hospital, and we got to keep the pregnancy a secret for a long time, which I wanted. So that part oh. was good. But it was hard because we didn't, we didn't have help when she was born. So that part was hard. But. Despite all the family on the island of Manhattan. Well, right. You know, my, my parents were ready to beat down the door, but oh we, my God. we were being f- very cautious. So. Hysterical. Are you going to have more kids, you think? Yeah, we hope to have one to two more. Is he from New York also? Yes, he's from one of the outer boroughs. Okay. So if you're thinking about a larger dwelling, does it matter where you are in the city? In other words, could you go different parts of the city to find a deal? Or um, I don't know if you heard that um, call that we did with someone on our sister podcast about really feeling like you wanted to be close to the kids and their day school and all that. So do you have a, a preference on that? Yeah. So I did hear that episode. We're very connected to our synagogue community. So we need to stay within walking distance of there sort of from two miles in any direction. So we're we're pretty bound to Manhattan and we're not married to to buying. I mean, the other thing we've discussed is staying, renting, and then maybe one day, potentially with siblings or something, buying like a second home. So right, home right. A second home. But would it be hard? I mean, you're in a two bedroom. You probably, you know, if you had another kid, you could have the kid share the room, but a third would seem like a stretch, no? Yes. So I grew up sharing a room. So I think that that's a normal thing for kids to do. But yeah, we wouldn't be able to stay in this apartment um, if we had a third. How much money do you have in cash that's been building up for this potential purchase? So just overall, um, Mm -hmm. not necessarily for this potential purchase, but we currently have about 200,000 in cash, which feels like a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. What else do you have? What else is going on money-wise? You got some Um, retirement assets? Yes. So um, neither of us have 401ks at work, but we both Mm -hmm. max out our Roth IRAs. So mine has about 100,000 in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband, it took him longer. He was putting money in the Roth IRA, but not investing it. So we just took care of that. So he's probably at closer to 50 to 60 at this point. Okay. Um, and they're both in target date funds with Fidelity. 
Um, And then we have um, close to 200 in non-tax advantaged account brokerage accounts. Okay. So you mean 200 in cash, 200 in brokerage, and this 150-ish in retirement? About that, yeah. That's good. Yeah, we're frugal people. That's great. I mean, let's really be honest here. How much do you think you'd have to spend to get into an apartment that you could see having three kids in? I mean, it definitely wouldn't be below a million, I'm sure. No, no, no. Unless the the market falls out. Probably I've done, you know, I do some sometimes aspirational looking on street easy. You know, I think I've seen things that who knows what they look like in real life because I've never gone to actually look at them. But I've seen Mm -hmm. things for like 1.1, 1.2, which feels like an insane amount of money. What's Um, funny is I just wrote down on a piece of paper, which I will prove to Mark. Let me guess. Let me guess. Yes. My guess would be. I would have said 1.5, 1.6. I said 1.3. I wrote down 1.3 because I think you could go, so not everyone needs to know exactly where you live, but you told me prior to coming on the air. So you could go a little bit north of that and probably get a good deal, a little bit, not a lot of it, but a little bit, right? And I think you can get 1.3. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. If you were to do 1.3, let's just say we could make this work right now. And I could come up with a game plan where you could get a mortgage and it's 1.3, but you'd really had to like essentially get rid of all the cash and the brokerage account and do the move. How would you feel about that? I would not feel good about that. Okay. I don't think, I don't, I think, I think being house rich and cash poor is a poor decision. Okay. All right. Um, So I just, that's why I wanted to make sure this is the way we kind of test where you are. Are you willing to kind of limp along in this apartment for a while and, and keep stashing your money away and give yourself the opportunity to keep, to really look or, or do you really think like this is, you're not going to do it. Like if you, if I said, you got to spend a million and a half bucks, let's go. At what point do we think you could really pull the trigger? That's my question. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's always, that's always been my question also. Um, and the answer is I'm not totally sure. I, as you might be able to tell from our amount of savings, um, we're both fairly financially conservative. And so, I mean, right now we're very happy in this apartment. We don't feel any okay. reason to leave here, but we hope to have more children. And so, you know, it'll, it'll become more difficult. Um, at the end of the day, I don't want to feel like we are all of a sudden living month to month because we bought something that was really a little bit more than we can afford. Right. Well, I mean, look, when you buy, especially when you buy in the city, you would have a mortgage and then, you know, the mortgage is going to be whatever it is. And then then you have the maintenance, right? So, and, and for everyone listening, who's not from New York, that maintenance is sort of usually includes your property tax. You know, I think that you're looking at essentially, you know, I think it's five to six grand a month is probably what Mm -hmm. you're going to be looking at. And you probably just based on your saving can afford that. I think you got to keep the money in cash until you can figure out what your next next steps are. And I think those next steps are going to be determined by you figuring out how much your side hustle income comes back or not. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, maybe what the idea is, Mark, are you okay with this? What if we sort of look at this as 
let's take advantage of the fact that you're in this affordable apartment right now. I think you keep stashing away the money in both cash. I I mean, what do you think is your free cash flow every month after you put money into your Roth IRAs every month? What are you saving in general? Uh, So we're putting every month we're putting between a thousand and fifteen hundred in the market. Mm hmm. And then probably saving close, uh, depends a little bit on the month, close to another thousand. Beyond that, um, our daughter's starting daycare in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So that's Uh-oh. going to, um, yeah, we found like the least expensive daycare in New York, but it's still insane. Um, what happened to all this family in New York? I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. No, I, I think that's, that's not a good option for us. Um, I'll send it down to Mark's in-laws. They, yeah. they, Mark, how do you think they'll feel? Okay, I'm just kidding. So they, anyway, um, yeah, so she's, so that, so, you know, daycare will be another expense and she, she's going to become more expensive at least over the next few years, our assumption is before she becomes cheaper. What um, do you think it's going to cost to do the whole private school? So we're, actually not totally committed to private school. Um, oh. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I feel like I don't know my kid yet. Like she's just a baby. So I want to mm-hmm. wait and see who she is. Um, but we'll probably look at both public and private. But one of the private schools that we would be most likely to consider um, actually does percentage of income as their Great. tuition. Great. So um, yeah, and we're already, we have, she has 16,000 in a 529. Uh, even though you can use that for K-12, we don't want to use that for that. We want to we want to try to send her to college as debt-free as possible. So here's the question I have for you. Can you live with the fact that part of this money is going to stay in cash? Because I want to preserve the right to be able to make a different decision in a year or two years. Like mm-hmm. what if, you know, because in some respects, you know how weird real estate is, which is it can be that like somebody's like, oh my God, I have this great apartment. My friend's selling and moving to the burbs. And then you're like, oh, I want that. I want that apartment. So I think you should be prepared, ready to rock and roll. Like not this second, but I think it's like, we're talking about within three years because I think mm-hmm. you'll probably have another kid and then things are going to start to get a little hairy in that apartment. And so I think you're going to have to manage the cash better. Um, Mark, are you cool with having that big fat cash account build up just in case they do buy a house? And a worst case scenario is you're like, you know what? We're staying here forever. That's it. We're like sardines. We love it. We love each other. Um, <laughs> we have, you know, we're fine. And and we can deploy that money. But I think you've got to preserve the optionality. Don't you think so, Mark? I would probably put the focus more on cash than the brokerage account, because you already said if you have to spend all that money on the down payment, you'd be freaked out. So you, when that time comes, you want to have the down payment and you still want some cash left over. Ooh. So you feel like reduce what we're putting in the brokerage account every month? Until you figure out what you're going to do with the house, I would. Yeah. I would build up the cash because it gives you, you want that comfort factor. Unless you have really rich parents who are going to help you buy a place if you find um, one. No, my parents, thankfully, are are in good shape financially, but believe very strongly in financial independence for their children, which I think actually was a big, <laughs> but I think it was actually a big favor for us because it meant that I knew from the time I was in high school that starting when I graduated from college, um, I was going to be on my own. So that was just sort of my mindset. And I think it actually ser- served us very well that that was the, the model. Mark is right in that the more conservative approach is to build up your cash account. I'm okay with you splitting between the two. I really am. I I mean, I get that you're going to lean, but you have to be comfortable with it because you know whatever goes in that cash account, you have to presume is going out the door for a house. Right. Or that you might have to liquidate some of the brokerage account, which is fine too. Like there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's no, like there really isn't a wrong decision about this. It's like what you're giving up is 
the potential increase in value of your asset base, right? In exchange for that, you know, sort of you're giving that up, you get flexibility, cash, right? right? And you have to, you guys have to have a conversation with each other about how comfortable you are making that trade off, right? Do you guys have wills? Our will is in progress. We're working with our lawyer right now to finish that up. And we have, my husband has 2 million in life insurance and I have one and a half. That's great. All right. Um, anything else that we can do for you, um, Leah, except find you a very, very large apartment for a million dollars? No, if you could do that, you know, you would be, I would, we would make like the Jill and Mark honorary couch or something. We'd put up a little, oh. a little plaque in the apartment. Mark, would you want a plaque or would you want a piece of furniture for you? <laughs> uh, maybe a plaque. I think a plaque. A plaque I thought I would nice. put the plaque above the furniture. Oh, very good. That's Mark will have an easy chair because he's like a little old grandmother already. So he'll take a nice easy chair and get him a house coat too. He'll wear it in your house. Leah, we wish you the very best of luck and we thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. All right. If you would like to come on the air and maybe Mark and I can find you an apartment, give us a holler. Our website is jillonmoney.com and hit the contact button. We, you can always, always email us, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And uh, we would encourage you to follow us at uh, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Odyssey, whatever, wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're on our website, jillonmoney.com, you can also subscribe to our other podcast, conveniently called Jill on Money. Please try to do something nice for someone else today. We very much appreciate you listening to us. We are built on three main components here. Curiosity, compassion, community. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Thanks for listening. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st.